Good to have you back today, the Bill Michaels Show. Good stuff. Final hour of the program, and uh, we got to continue making our picks for the rest of the NFL as we continue to run around it. And uh, we got a lot of stuff still coming up this hour. Stay tuned. Coming up tonight, you got Grant's going to be taking you with uh, the two hour program of the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up tonight as uh, I'm going to be uh, off on location, as they say. And uh, then uh, coming up tomorrow, we got all kinds of good stuff Friday leading you into the holiday weekend. Don't forget, we got the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, immediately following the game coming up on Christmas Eve day. And we're going to be here for that as well as the Packers are in Carolina, hopefully talking about a win and a dominating win and putting the train back on the track. So there you go. That being said, now let's get back at it. We've got uh, to finish up our picks for this coming weekend, uh, going into the Christmas day holiday. And then obviously the green Bay Packers as well. Good stuff there. So the Packer game we'll do last. Uh, we still have the best game of the weekend, Ravens Niners, but we got to talk about, Tommy DeVito and the Giants, who go to Philly. The Eagles coming off a tough Monday night loss where they blew it. They're favored by 12, though, at home. The Eagles are coming off of a bad loss, but DeVito got the hell beat out of him by the New Orleans Saints last week. They put up six points. That was it. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles at home to win this one. I think the bloom is going to come off the DeVito tree. Uh, the Giants offense, even with DeVito and company, I mean, they're, they're playing better and they're averaging better than their 13 and a half points per game that they've been averaging all season long. But still, uh, Philadelphia's defense is okay. They're not great. I think they contain DeVito, but I think more so than anything, Jalen Hurts, don't forget, was sick last week, looked it, sounded like it, wasn't himself, didn't play well in, in that loss when they ended up getting knocked off by Seattle. Uh, but it was still competitive in the rain. In the uh, So uh, for Philadelphia to be back at the link, trying to snap the three-game losing streak, remember. They got dump trucked by San Francisco. They got dump trucked by Dallas. They get beat by Seattle. This is where they get their get-right game, and I'm going uh, to take them at home. So I'm going to take the Eagles to get the win at home over the uh, Giants. It should be their get-right game. If Jalen Hurts is the quarterback that we all think he is, and he's the quarterback that he's paying, you know, being paid to be, this should be the get-right game. Yeah. I am going to pick Philly. If this game wasn't in Philly, I think I would take the Giants to cover the 12. But it's at the link, so I guess I'll bet on what I think is the safer bet. I'll go Philly, too. Baltimore at San Francisco. This is Christmas night. This is the best game of the week. San Francisco favored by five and a half. Yeah, um, and this is a big one because most seem to think that if Baltimore beats San Francisco, Lamar Jackson automatically top uh, of the MVP board. Um, You've got Baltimore coming into this one winning four straight. Now, remember, it took them overtime to beat the Rams at home. Uh, They beat Chargers. They beat the Bengals. They got a win last week against Jacksonville, 23-7. This game is just different because San Francisco something's got to give because San Francisco's got what a six game winning streak looking to make it seven and ever since they came back off of their bye they have been dominant think about it this way San Francisco's put up since their bye week in week nine 34 27 31 42 28 and 45 is what they put up and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles at the link 42 19 I'm going with San Francisco at home to win this one this is really tough 
I'm not really sure how I feel. I feel like San Francisco's got to have a clunky week. Now, they could have a clunky week and still win by seven points. Right. Um, I think I got to do San Francisco at home, too. I don't really have a strong lean, but the way they've been playing, and I really like Baltimore, but San Francisco's got so many weapons. I mean, if that defense, Baltimore, if they lose focus for three plays, you give up a touchdown. You know what I mean? Right. They're just so dangerous. So yeah. I'll take San Francisco because I don't really have a reason to take Baltimore, I guess. I don't feel yeah. great about it. I, I don't feel great about it. East Coast to West Coast, always a tough jaunt anyway. And then on top of it, you got to take on a, a just a, a powerhouse of a team in uh, in San Francisco. So I, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I just I and I also think this is the game that solidifies Brock Purdy as the MVP. Interesting. Yeah. Even if Christian McCaffrey has three touchdowns, you know. Well, if I mean, you know, what do you have? Like almost 200 yards last week, 186 or something like that, and what three or four touchdowns? Um, I mean, he's just been spectacular. So, but I, I still think this is the game that if Brock Purdy manages the game, does enough. Puts the ball on, because they're going to have to throw the ball. I can't imagine that Lamar Jackson and company don't score. I think they're going to keep it close enough, but I just got to think that the offense is is going to be humming, humming. They've been putting up some serious points. They've been doing it in both the run game and the passing game. I think Brock Purdy throws just about three, say 286 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no picks, manages the game. In big games, he's played well, too. So I'm going I'm to take Brock Purdy and, and company in this. I can't argue. I'll take the Niners as well. Let's do the Packers. They are at Carolina this is Sunday afternoon. Green Bay favored by five. Still, that's still a decently big number for a team that's lost a couple games in a row. Now, here's the thing. Jordan Love last week had a quarterback rating of 111.5. Not a bad day. Two touchdowns, threw for 280-something yards. His completion percentage has continued to go up. He was 29 to 39, and he could have been even better. He had a couple of misses that were just right there for the taking, and he didn't get it. Um, I, I I'm going to take the Packers. It, it pains me to take the Packers because every time I do, they lose. But the Packers should win this game. They have something to play for. So. I believe last week they were going to turn it around against Tampa Bay, and they didn't. So I'm going to say this week, for the last time, I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> if they lose this one, I, will, I won't take them again until they actually start winning more than two or three games in a row. Uh, I'll take the Packers in this one. And then they'll win three in a row, you'll pick them, and then they'll lose. Uh, and, that's, and it's been the same. I haven't had a good read for when this team is going to win and when this team is going to lose all year. I'll take Green Bay, too. I, I just don't know. So, like, the Packers' defense has been bad the last two weeks and they've given up career days to both of these quarterbacks, DeVito and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I don't think Carolina has the weapons. Like, Baker has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He's got guys. And Tommy DeVito, he's not out there alone. Saquon Barkley's great. And they got a couple wide receivers who've shown flashes. Carolina doesn't have anyone. So even if Joe Barry's defense continues to slide, what can Carolina actually do about it? I don't think they can right. do much about it. So I'll take the Packers. And Jordan Love has been pretty darn good. He, he struggled at the start against the Giants, but he was quite good against the Buccaneers. I, I feel good yeah. about their offense. It's just who's going to be healthy for him to throw the ball to. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, Packers should win the game. I, no doubt. They should win. I just, I'm crossing my fingers, man. Crossing my fingers, they actually do win. They got to so, win this game. They do. They got to win this game big time. So there you have it. That's our picks. Hopefully you played along, and if you've been playing along all season long, at least we've probably made you some money. So that's 
That's been good in that sense. Coming up here in about uh, seven minutes, we've got Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. We'll talk with him uh, about this season, about this Packers team, and about what to look forward to down the road. we got all that coming up. This one's from uh, Mac, who said, uh, Mac, I uh, can't believe you chose the Green Bay Packers. You've just given them the kiss of death. I'm sorry. They should win. Look at it as a reality. I, I agree with you. Every time I've picked them, they've lost. But I can't pick against them against Carolina. Come on, man. Come on. I can't do it. By the way, uh, I wanted to take a minute here while I've got a couple of minutes. Uh, I wanted to say thanks to uh, Elliot. Elliot is the seller manager for STEM Ciders and Howdy Beer. Because some people were asking uh, here on the desk in the office what the, the Howdy Beer koozie is. So apparently they're in Lafayette, Colorado. Listens to the show all the time. Says, love the show and knows that I like ciders and stuff. So sent a whole case of, which by the way, you almost blew out both balls of the, uh, the UPS driver that dropped it off because he had to pick the package up. But, uh, but Grant, it was full of ciders. Uh, stem ciders they come in different flavors uh there's guavas and all this different stuff all these different cider seltzer type things and then howdy beer have you ever heard of howdy beer i've never heard of howdy beer no i never have not until i i got it in the mail and but it did come it did arrive safely and i wanted to say thanks because he says uh, in, enjoy the holidays enjoy the show love the show uh elliot the uh, seller manager from stem ciders and howdy beer uh, out in Lafayette, Colorado, and sent this stuff to me. And uh, so I am uh, I'm going to share it via the holidays. I'm going to try it myself probably tomorrow night during the, uh, during the game. But I wanted to give him a shout-out. Thanks so much for uh, sending the, the alcohol care package. I feel like uh, smoking the Bandit now. Like, is Howdy Beer allowed, you know, east of the Mississippi or anything? You know, I feel like I'm a bootlegger. Like, I got something I shouldn't because I've never seen Howdy Beer before. I've never seen that. You don't really have Cowboy that up, beer. up in the hills. Mostly, that's no. where you find that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Howdy Beer and Stem Ciders. So, thanks to them as well for, uh, you know, shooting me a note. Uh, this one's from David. David says, uh, I think Tampa Bay is a good team, not a great team. I think they put it on the Green Bay Packers. I got a little bit lucky last week. I look for the Packers to bounce back. Brandon says, Joe Barry is going to let the offense walk all over him like he always does. Look for them to get a win, meaning Carolina. If Carolina wins this game, I can't even begin to imagine the vitriol that will spew on Sunday after the game and then Monday or Tuesday or whenever we're back. So I, I, I can't even begin to imagine it. it. It will be mayhem. I would agree with you. So anyway, um, but we'll knock on wood. Hopefully they continue to win, you know. An update, um, by the way, if, if yeah, go ahead. this interests you, Packers not practicing today, Devondre Campbell is not practicing so maybe there you we'll go. hear specifics about that but darnell savage christian watson jaden reed and elton jenkins also not practicing really not practicing jaden reed well he had the toe and mike said that that thing looked bad mike said he would be surprised if he played in this game uh elton jenkins you know if he's a little bit beat up they would give him a you know a day or two off for rest who else was not practicing uh, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Elton Jenkins, and Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage not practicing. Christian Watson not practicing. Oof. Again, a lot of weaponry that is for uh, Jordan Love that is not on the field. But if they lose Jaden Reed, that is that's that's a significant loss because if you're still, it depends on what you're going to do with AJ Dillon. 
because A.J. Dillon didn't – he practiced last week, but he didn't play in the game. So what are you going to do if you don't have that extra running back? You don't have the, you know, the end-around guy, which is Jaden Reed, kind of using him in the Debo Samuel role, if you will. And I would – I mean, like Mike said, I mean, that toe did not look good. I would assume he's going to be out the next couple of weeks. And had it not been to the end of the season – they might have just put him on IR, but you got to get him back at some point, you would hope. But those in turf toes are terrible. And that I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm not diagnosing it that way. But, you know, from what I've heard, it's a pretty ugly-looking toe. Those things don't – they take a long time to really heal up. Usually shoot them up, tape them together, and hope for the best. So, 877-867-1670. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He's going to be joining us. That's coming up here in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Stay right where you're at. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. (laughs) Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Good to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing, Stevens Point. Brewing excellence since 1857. Good stuff, whether it's the Snow Pilot, which is out and about right now, or the Cider Boys, which I love, or just the lagers that have been traditional for a long time. That's our friends in Stevens Point. Point Brewing, good, good stuff. And they have a lot of seasonal flavors that are out, too. So start looking. And uh, if you got the kids, Point Root Beer. That's the other thing. Uh, they have the Point Root Beer, which is really, really good right here in uh, in our own backyard. So that's uh, our friends at Stevens Point, Point Brewing. Uh, joining us now on the hotline, our buddy Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. You can find him over there joining us now. And uh, Brad, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing okay. Um, first of all, I want to get your assessment. What you've seen out of the Green Bay Packers over the last couple of weeks? Because there's a lot of speculation about the defense and about whether or not Joe Barry would keep his job. There's pressure now on Matt LaFleur. Give me your thoughts on the offense, the defense, Packers as a whole. Yeah, what an up-and-down season, right? There's stretches of weeks where they look like they're you know, a, a great team and stretches of weeks where they really struggle. You know, particularly with Joe Barry on defense, uh, I think it was somewhat surprising he'd be coming into the season. You know, I know it's a storyline in Green Bay, but it's not really talked about enough outside of Green Bay. And there were you know, stories about a guy like Matt Canada in Pittsburgh or some other coordinators that were clearly on the hot seat coming in the year, um, and in Canada's case, obviously since been fired. So 
Yeah, I mean, there are just too many clips on a week-to-week week basis where, you know, you have defensive ends carrying receivers out of the slot or um, miscommunication on the back end between players. And just it just doesn't look like a competent defense. There's so much talent, so much investment. You use all these first-round picks. Um, you know, you hit on a guy like Rashawn Gary, gives him an extension. You retain a Devondre Campbell. I know they traded Russell Douglas. But, but, you know, so on and so forth. Like, every major investment recently has been on that side of the ball. And they've never been anything but an average unit at best. So, you know, his, his seat should be hot. Um, and then in the offense, you know, it's just it's just kind of the, I think, variant nature of all these young pass catchers. Obviously injuries. You lose Christian Watson. Teams can kind of condense the field against you a little bit. Uh, Dontavian Lewis gets things up too. But they're also just going to fluctuate in their performance on a week-to-week basis. Uh, it's just kind of growing pains, but but I still think overall there should be optimism about the entire team from a talent standpoint going forward. So I want to ask you about uh, the salary going into next year because this is kind of where your specialty comes into play in the fact that this this team should be – they're out from underneath the Aaron Rodgers contract. Uh, most likely are going to part ways with David Bakhtiari. The question is, how much money are they going to have, do you think, to go out and, and maybe fortify some of the holes that they have via free agency? Yeah, so they're only looking at about, right as of right now, about $7 million in cap space in 2024. But, uh, you know, there are a bunch of levers to pull that, that make that a lot easier. Fox PR is the obvious one. You immediately cleared over $20 million by moving on there. And, and frankly, I'm not entirely sure why they didn't do it this past offseason. But, but nonetheless. Um, so, you know, a huge lever there. You, you do, obviously, you know, with the, with the Rashawn Gary deal getting done, you're adding a major contract, but we know with Green Bay, the, the structure, you know, big signing bonus, smaller salaries in early years, uh, and then it kind of flattens out. So, anyway, you, you know, there's moves there to be made. Aaron Jones will be interesting as well. Uh, maybe restructure his deal again, you know, bring the, the cash down again, or maybe even outright move on because he's missed so much time. But long answer short, it doesn't look great when you first just glance at it, but you know, they have the ability to restructure some deals, to move on from some players without going crazy like they did at the end of the Rodgers era. Um, you know, more just, just more reasonable salary cap maneuvering. Uh, they'll be just fine. And as we know, they don't spend a whole lot in free agency anyway. Uh, but minor moves and additions they want to make, they certainly can. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about what the contract might look like for Jordan Love because now we know it's going to depend on what happens over the next three games because is he the guy, is he not the guy, are you really sure he's the guy? I mean, he's played well uh, against Pittsburgh, Chicago, the Chargers, Kansas City, and the Lions, but there's other games where he hasn't looked that good. Some of the numbers will look good, but some of the eyeball test throws have not. So is he the guy, and if so, how much do you pay him? Yeah, it's going to be fascinating, and I do think that there is an element of that. Early in the season, look, he was just flat-out inaccurate, particularly throwing 10-plus yards downfield, 20-plus yards downfield, just never connected. But as you go back and watch that film more and more, I think you do see an element of is there blame to be shared on some of the wide receivers? And again, not blame isn't their bad, just rookies and sophomores you know, that are learning the game, that are figuring things out, the nuances of NFL play kind of on the fly, I know it sounds crazy, but this is the way the NFL works. And I mean, the Daniel Jones contract, I wouldn't even call it a floor. It's, it's below the floor. It's the basement. Um, this, thing, this thing starts with a four at the front of it at the least. Um, you know, going into the last year, obviously split the option out over two years. But he's shown enough. It's not his fault. He sat there and patiently waited to start. If anything, you know, he kind of could say, well, I was patient. I didn't cause any problems. I didn't push Rodgers out. 
I let you guys do what you wanted to do, but I'm not going to use the lack of play, you know, held against me. So yeah, you're looking at 45 to 50 million range, I would say, um, on a on a four or five year extension. Then you've got the the rest of the division, and we know that uh, you know there's some Justin Fields questions whether or not the Bears want to hang on to him. Do they want to trade uh, away that first round draft choice and get more guys around him? What do they want to do? What would you do if you're the Bears? Because the Bears have some decisions to make. If Carolina gives them the first or second overall pick, uh, it's a no-brainer in my eyes. Um, look, I love Justin Fields. I, I am a Bears fan. I, I was hoping he would have a breakout this year and put that entire conversation to bed, but he hasn't. Um, and, and so when you get the possibility to draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, you simply have to. Uh, and then you use your own pick, which right now is sitting in the top ten, uh, around number five. I, I know everyone wants a Marvin Harrison Jr., but – I'll tell you, Malik Neighbors at LSU is a number one receiver in most draft classes that don't contain, you know, a, an elite prospect like a Marvin Harrison. You know, Romeo Dunze, Keon Coleman, guys from Washington and Florida State are also, I think, top 20 picks in this class. And then, of course, the tackles and Olu Fashanu at Penn State and, and Joe Alton Notre Dame. So I think that's how you play it. You, you take the, the rookie contract quarterback, you reset the window. That guy gets to step into an infinitely better situation, and that's the tough part. Like, I do feel bad for Fields. He, he inherited probably the worst roster in the NFL in 2021. It got marginally better in 2022. And then you do bring in a DJ Moore for him, and, and Moore's been, you know, uh, remarkably productive. But, you know, just, just the lack of, you know, throwing two secondary and, ter- and tertiary reads, uh, getting the ball out quickly, all kind of the same issues uh, are still there. And even though there has been growth, and there has been, there certainly has been, it's just not enough to pass up, you know, what Carolina is giving you with that, that top two pick. So long answer short there, and then the quick answer, if, if Carolina somehow wins their way out of, a, of the top two, then I think things get interesting. And then maybe you do take, you know, I don't know, receiver and a tackle and see if you can make it work with fields. But uh, right now, you've got to take a quarterback if you get top two. You got a coaching carousel that's about ready to get going with the possibility of some really big names being out there. Obviously, Harbaugh is always going to have speculation, and that would be over in L.A. for the Chargers. The, uh, the, the Raiders are going to be looking for a coach. Washington, most likely. Patriots, most likely. There's going to be some coaching vacancies with big names on the open market. How do you see this playing out? I think it's going to be a huge market. It was kind of quiet last year, not that many openings. I think we're looking at eight to ten potential head coaching jobs obviously we already have a handful uh, across the league you know i think washington is kind of a foregone conclusion at this point chicago could be interesting depending how the season ends i think it could still swing either direction but maybe they want to pair you know the hypothetical quarterback with a new head coach on the offensive side of the ball um you know there's a ton you go on the list and so yeah Harbaugh to the chargers I saw the report this morning from Jordan Schultz. That that scuttlebutt has been going around for a couple months now, frankly. That, that's been a rumor that's been floating around. I think it's not really a rumor that Harbaugh wants to be in the NFL in some capacity. Um, and, and I'm sure going to California and working with Justin Herbert, despite how bad the rest of that roster is, um, is an attractive opening. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be mayhem. I think you are going to see a ton of movement. Uh, a lot of new head coaches, and, and yeah, big names. I think trades could be a thing again. Uh, I think Bill Belichick probably gets moved in some capacity, whether it's a firing or a trade, maybe goes to Washington. Uh, could be interesting there. So, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a ton uh, of head coach, you know, mania coming up in the next couple of uh, months. Yes, what I was going to ask was, what do you do with Belichick? Because Belichick, I, if he doesn't want to go out on his terms – how do you handle that? Because, like, if there's going to be compensation for Bill, does Bill then get contentious and not agree to all of this? Or, I mean, 
you know, that, that's got to be a really tough situation that Robert Kraft is in right now in New England. It's, it's pretty funny and ironic because it kind of happened uh, with the New York Jets when he got hired by the Patriots in the first place, right? Where right. he basically didn't, he just resigned and left, but then the, the NFL stepped in and said, no, the Patriots have to compensate the Jets you know, for this situation. It happened actually another time with Bill Parcells in the opposite direction, going from the Patriots to the Jets. So, you know, I think that that is a fine line they're trying to navigate. Is the, the cat's kind of out of the bag that they want to move on. And, you know, they probably don't want to fire him because they think they can and probably would get great trade capital in return. But Belichick's smart enough to know, why would I want to hamstring the team I'm going to? You know, we saw the market last offseason with Sean Payton. Like, I have no doubt it'd be similar. First and second round pick type of trade. Yes, Bill's older. I get that. But uh, I'm not really sure it matters. He's Bill Belichick. So it's going to be a fine line. It's going to be a really fine line. And I think no matter what happens, I think that uh, the, the team is going to step in and have to give up some sort of draft compensation to get Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's such a weird scenario because Belichick – and also Belichick, I mean, he's a guy that nobody has said he's even thinking of retiring, so you would assume he still wants to coach. But it's got to be something that checks all the right boxes, right? Because he wants to win. He wants to get to that record, which would put him at 75, 76, 77 years old by the time he gets there. So it's got to be a ready-to-win now with a decent quarterback situation, right? It's an interesting thought. I mean, I think maybe, but I also think if, if he views an opportunity, I mentioned Washington, you know, he obviously was at the Army-Navy game. He has a lot of ties to Annapolis and Navy, and I think that region of the country means a lot to him. He can go watch more lacrosse games, too. Uh, you know, always a benefit for Belichick. But, yeah, I mean, cause for example, like, is Sam Howell a long-term starter? I don't think we know. I think the answer is probably no, but I don't think we know definitively. But they have five top 100 picks, right? And one of them now is, I want to say, fourth overall. So, does he find it attractive enough to say, all right, we're, we're going to take, you know, a Jaden Daniels, a J.J. McCarthy, you know, at quarterback, or, or we're going to stick with Howell, but we're going to add five players with top 100 draft picks. There are some pieces there. They have a ton of cap space um, at their disposal. It's not as, you know, easy to step into as, you know, just going somewhere that has a franchise quarterback. But I think it would be attractive enough because Josh Harris, the new owner, I think will spend on whatever he wants to spend on. We'll give him a ton of control. And I think that's the big thing, too, is there are probably some teams that don't want to give him as much personnel control because, frankly, he's, you know, he's lost uh, you know, the deference there over the last five years and what he's done uh, in the draft and free agency. So it's going to be fascinating, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be too picky you know, if he wants to make $20-plus million a year and run the show. Uh, I think Washington probably makes the most sense. Yeah, and I can't imagine being many many owners out there that want to give him full control, knowing what he's done to the personnel over there in New England. So, good point. Great stuff as always, Brad. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? You too. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's Brad Spielberger, at PFF underscore Brad, at PFF underscore Brad. Deals a lot with salary caps and writes with over the overthecap.com uh, and – does a lot of the uh, draft analysis and such, so uh, always good to talk to him about a lot of that stuff. So the Packers will have some money to spend next year. How much? Eh, we'll have to wait and see uh, and what they end up doing in the uh, in the free agent market. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a couple segments to go before we get out of here. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
This time of year, you don't think about, you know, tires and oil changes and all that kind of stuff. But if you think about the community, think about a great place. JL Tire and Service Center. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Johnson Creek, they're just north of 94. You can't miss them. You can see it from the highway. But when I was out there a couple of weeks ago, uh, Lyle had the entire back staff room full, full of toys and clothes for kids and gift cards for families, underprivileged families and such. And and I've always said that that is a group of people that give back to the community, very philanthropic. And, uh, boy, they put their money where their mouth is, big time. I mean, they spent, I think it was like seven or $8,000 just on gift cards, just on gift cards for these underprivileged families. So, so much good stuff. And if you're looking for tires, uh, as we know, the winter months are going to eventually get here. Um you know, this is weird because here in the uh, in the state of Wisconsin, at least in this area that I live in, um, we've just seen a trace of snow is what they're, they're labeling it as, which is the lowest snow total in like the last decade. Normally at this point in time, we have two, three, four inches of snow on the ground. We don't have any. I mean, you go back to, was it 2016, 17? There's 18 inches of snow on the ground and we don't have any. And it's going to be warm this weekend again, even in the next week. But uh, eventually it's going to get back and catch up with us. And we all know it. We know it's coming. So if you're thinking about tires, if you're thinking about stuff to get around in the snow in, you might want to give them a call. That's J&L Tire and Service Center uh, on uh, Boulder Road in Watertown and right off of 94, just north of 94 in Johnson Creek. Both places, awesome. And they give back to the community huge, huge, huge stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, This is from Mike, who says, I disagree, I think, and he talks about disagreeing with Jordan Love in the upcoming contract. I think Jordan Love is the real deal. I think he could be the next Aaron Rodgers. I would pay him whatever whatever he's worth or keep him around for one more season under the current contract and then franchise tag him, giving him the top five salary average for any quarterback in the National Football League and work out a contract after that. I think you'd be crazy if you let him go. Well, nobody talked about letting him go. Nobody said that. Um, we talked about what the value is going to be, but I, I, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pay him a Daniel Jones contract. I, I just, I don't know if I'd go in that direction right now. Now, if he lights it up over the next three games, plays extremely well, the numbers are all there, you know, and looks good doing it. The eyeball test is there. Hell yeah, Absolutely. You know, you can go in that direction, especially if they're winning games. You know, if they win the next three games and they put themselves in the postseason, yeah, you can you can certainly say, look, uh, he's your leader, he's the moxie in the whole deal. But, no, I, I, I just – I am very leery of starting out his young career of snaps, experience-wise, giving him all the money, and then also in doing so – taking away a good chunk of change from your own football team and the ability to put people around them, you know? So, I mean, I I think you really got to kind of find a happy medium for everybody without getting into an area that you would really, really, really regret, you know? Um, I, uh, here's what I think, uh, the Daniel Jones contract. I think, they paid him because he was coming off of a big season and they gave him what he wanted because he was the best 
of an available lot. It's kind of like the Nick Perry contract. You knew Nick Perry wasn't worth that amount of money, but he was the best available at the time. But did anybody really think that Nick Perry was going to become one of the best pass rushers in the National Football League? Hell no. We all knew he wasn't, but he was the best available. I don't want to pay Jordan Love just because. So if you can get by with less, a little bit less than the Daniel Jones contract, I would do that. I get it, you know, where the averages fall. But now if he plays even better next year, then he will have outplayed that contract. But I think these next three games, if he does not play really well, then he gave you, what, five good games this season? Five or six good games this season out of a 17-game season? Chicago, see, um, the Chargers, the Lions, the Chiefs. You could even say to a certain extent this last game, although he missed some throws early, and maybe one game down the stretch. Okay, that's six games out of a 17-game season. You know, so I don't know what that value would be right now. But if he comes out and he lights it up, and over the next three games he plays extremely well, puts his team into the postseason, then, yeah, you're kind of like that's that's going to be the type of contract he's going to get. That I, I can't argue with. But as of right now, no, I'm not. I'm still I'm, – I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm still still kind of undecided. I'm, I'm still – Grant, are you, are you still undecided on Jordan Love? Yeah, because one season doesn't make a quarterback, no matter how good yeah. or bad. But some of the indicators, like I had this bookmark in case it came up today. His clean pocket passing in the second half of the season, so like since week nine or ten, has been outstanding. He's best in the NFL in completion percentage. He's top three in yards and touchdowns. Yeah. So that's a great indicator for me. Forget the crazy throws on the run and forget the when he has been given a good pocket he has been really, really efficient. So he's making more of the easy throws and running the offense. That's a great sign for me. Yeah. Well, and, and that, which is awesome. Um, I want to know because the Packers have had traditionally over the last, I don't know how long, they've had a really good offensive line when it comes to pass blocking. That's what they do. I want to know what the – what because the creativity of Aaron Rodgers, the creativity of Patrick Mahomes, the creativity – at times, outside of the pocket, say a guy, a guy like Lamar Jackson, some of these guys that got some athleticism, they, 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 that's where they make their bones. Jalen Hurts even last year to a certain extent. That's where they made their bones. I want to know what his percentages are outside of the pocket or under pressure. You know what I mean? And then if those percentages continue to go up and have continued to risen, you probably have something. You're probably, you're, you're probably pretty good in saying, okay, he can deliver the football in many different facets. I haven't taken a look at those numbers, but that would be another determining factor. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. What did we miss? Coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be here right uh, right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey. 
ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Hello, no. Pay later. <laughs> Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. In the heart of downtown Milwaukee, there's an all-new Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, where there's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games or 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and more. Are you ready to spark something new? Light up your senses at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. got an answer my own question i'll get into that coming up here in just a minute and it's uh not bad as a matter of fact hey if you are a veteran and you're out there and you're thinking about you know refinancing or maybe getting a mortgage buying a new home uh check out our friends at veterans america they believe in owning the land that you defend call my buddy james james mercado 262-745-3333 they work a lot a lot with veterans and zero down payments, no PMI. They've got some better and easier credit qualifications. Uh, they're the top VA lender for home buyers. So get a hold of them. Again, uh, Veterans America, own the land you defend. 262-745-3333. 262-745-3333. Uh, so, Grant, I, I actually looked up the quarterback ratings for uh, the most pickable quarterbacks in the National Football League under pressure and not under pressure. By pickable, do you mean inter- interception rate or what specific? Interception rate, okay. yeah. Interception rate. Uh, Jordan Love, under pressure. Under pressure. Uh, it's, it's, first of all, the difference between the two, between under pressure and not under pressure, it's about the same. It's about a 3% difference. Um, he, under pressure, his percentage goes up just a little bit, but he's thrown more picks when he's been not under pressure. And that's because some of his picks have been deep balls when, he, when he's had time in the pocket to set up and throw and the picks that have happened usually later in ball games. So his pick percentage is about the same, whether it's scrambling out of the pocket under pressure or not under pressure. You look at a guy like Ryan Tannehill, he's one of the worst before he went down with injury uh, because under pressure – uh, his pick rate was way high. And when he wasn't under pressure, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Two is pretty much, when he's under pressure, his pick rate is high. As opposed to, when he's not under pressure, 1.4% of his of his passes are picked. When he is under pressure, almost 9% of his passes are picked. So, it's it's pretty interesting. But the biggest difference is not Jordan Love. You know, I mean, you look at a guy like uh, 
Like even say like Sam Howe, it doesn't matter what you do to him, he's going to get picked. Daniel Jones, same thing. Deshaun Watson, same thing. When you get, look at some, C.J. Stroud is really one of the better quarterbacks. Three point two percent under pressure, four point or uh, uh, not under pressure, four point four percent under pressure. So, you know, Jordan Love's the only guy in the really other than Ryan Tannehill that's in double digits, but they're about the same. But his his under pressure, he's about the same. It's it's not dramatically different. And his completion percentage is pretty close to being the same, too. Which is impressive, because he has one of the least amount of differentials in the National Football League, which is what you want. Now, you still want that pick rate to come down, but it's either or, he's been pretty good with the football, both on the run, under pressure, and not under pressure. So, anyway, it was just one of those little things I went and found, and sure enough, there it was. He's only had, and I'm just going off the dome, but he's only had two or three picks this year where I just go, oh, that's bad. He he didn't yeah. see something. or he There was one against the right. Raiders, uh, the pick against the Giants, when I just don't think he saw yeah. the safety. Other than that, you know, especially early in the year, he was trying to make something happen down the field late in the game, and he just he underthrew a ball. It, it wasn't for lack of recognition. He just couldn't make the throw. Uh, Merlin says, not sure how you can evaluate, evaluate anybody when you've had such an easy schedule. It's a schedule. It's, you, you have to. You have to evaluate. And they I mean, got the Lions twice. They got the Chiefs in there. Yeah. Lions twice, Chiefs twice, or Lions twice, Chiefs, a decent Vikings team. Um, you know, you it's not like you played cupcakes the entire season, you know? So decent defense, decent, I say, in, in Pittsburgh, who's very opportunistic in turning the ball over. I mean, what do you do? You can only play who's on your schedule. You can't say, well, I can't evaluate you this season because our schedule is easy. Well, it's not easy according to the Packers' record because the Packers have struggled at times. So you, you just you just have to. That's that's how you do it. Not every team plays top-notch teams every week. There's no team that does that. You know, some teams have stretches where they play some, you know, plus 500 teams, but not every team plays this hard juggernaut of a schedule every week. Every week you're going to have some really good football team playing some cupcake. Or at least what's seemingly a cupcake. But uh, the old adage is any given Sunday. So, anyway, there you have it. All right, time now for what do we miss? What do we miss today? Uh, the one thing, and let me pull up the tweet here so I get the exact verbiage correct. Uh, Ken Rosenthal put out a piece, you know, just off-season whip around. I'm hearing this about that and this, that, the other thing. Apparently, he's hearing that, and I'll just read you from his piece in The Athletic. The Brewers' willingness to trade right-hander Corbin Burns remains unclear, but the possibility exists that the team might carry Burns into the season because of owner Mark Atanasio's desire to compete, excuse me, and avoid the type of backlash the team received for trading Josh Hader at the 2022 deadline, according to Major League sources briefed on the team's thinking. What do you think of that? Um, I, I like it. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, a big believer as to where they're going to be at the end of the season, but I like it. I like the fact that, you know, that Mark wants to win. So I'm good with that. But I, I, as a fan, I like it. As a business person, you kind of hate it because you're thinking to yourself, what are you doing? Uh, Are you going to paint yourself into a corner where you got to give him away for less than what you believe his value should be? But I like the fact that they want to go in and compete especially after not having Woodruff this year. I mean, the question is, do you feel – I guess if I'm Mark, I'm, I'm asking Matt Arnold, I'm like, do you think we can win this division? With what we have and maybe adding a piece or two, can we win this division? The question is, why not? Why couldn't you? 
I mean, Chicago hasn't done a whole lot to better themselves as of right now. It's not like they're spending a ton of money. They've spent zero dollars in free agency so yeah, far this offseason. Right. So it's it's you know they were they were talking about Otani, but they they didn't get him. So it's not like Chicago's got dramatically better. Pittsburgh hasn't gotten dramatically better. Certainly, St. Louis hasn't. You've got good young up and coming talent via the outfield. You believe with Bryce Terang and the defensive capability at second base, you're okay. Adamas at short, you're okay. You got power numbers there. If you can just find yourself a steady everyday first baseman, and even if you don't move Christian Yelich to first base, but you DH him, you're still strong. So why not the Brewers? They haven't done anything to 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 slow themselves down. You'd love to see it if they brought like Santana back, or you know, I mean, they traded away Canna, but you'd love to see them fortify it with somebody over at third base but you know i don't think you're that far away so yeah i mean i like that i like the mentality like let's just let's just get in it and see what we can do i don't like the idea that we're making business decisions and long-term franchise altering decisions based on you know we don't want the fans mad uh right but i'm also i i'm i like you have good players i don't like getting rid of good players unless there's a really good reason so i'm i'm always almost always going to be on the side of keeping the good player whenever possible Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'll go along with that. There you go. That does it. Good stuff. Uh, don't forget, coming up tonight from 6 to 8, Grant's going to take you the rest of the way with the Bill Michaels huddle tonight. You'll hear from Mike Clemens, more from the Green Bay Packers and inside uh, 1265. Going to be some interesting commentary coming out of that. So you have all of that coming up later on this evening as well. So uh, stick around for that, and then I'll be back at it again tomorrow, 20 hours from now. To take back over, I'm heading down to watch the uh, the performance of A Christmas Carol uh, at the Paps Theater on the stage tonight. So I'll be down there this evening. But until then, until we get back at it again tomorrow, don't forget, Grant tonight. Grant tonight, hosting the huddle. And then I'll be back at it again tomorrow. Until then, time for us to go. Have a go. See you.